0: You
1: guys, it's a song first. I'm my co
2: host, DJ Fred, DJ Fred, DJ Fred, Yo, Fred. You're now locked in. No, one mic, real talk. One mic, real talk. One mic,
0: real talk. You know what this is? One mic, real talk. One mic, real
3: talk. One mic, real
4: talk. What?
3: The, what? Why do you always do this? I'm just dancing. You bop, 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 bop. I, I wanna take it. Up
4: honoured
3: to invite but, you to but, our party next Wednesday. Give me a murum What
4: the? Absolutely. I've got a booth to pick with you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've got.
3: A... Yo 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 yo.
4: Let me get face masks. Uh-huh. Say it. Say it. No, it.
3: say oh. what. Um
4: hi um hi guys, you know, locked in with one micro talk with Mimo. Um and today we've got a special guest um Jude. Pleasure to be
5: here. I'm a big fan of the show. Yes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> I promise you we did not pay him to say that um, Jude used to be a worker For Art Against Lives And then he left us I don't know why
5: I didn't get fired I'd just like to put that on the record No, nah, he left
4: us Because he found somewhere else to go I don't know why we invited him back up. So,
5: um,
4: Jude, Jude what was your role again here I was
5: uh, the project manager of the lab uh, Oh my god oh, wait, yeah, So uh, yeah <laughs> I was the project manager of The Lab, which is uh, Art Against Knives Music Studio. I, I originally came in as a volunteer when I was just like a bedroom producer back in like 2017 and wanted to, heard about Art Against Knives and the work that they were doing um, and wanted to teach a bit of music production. Came in, loved the organisation, was offered a job by them and had an amazing two years doing all kinds of uh, crazy things from uh, DJing and... Uh, music production, building recording booths, and uh, just hanging out and talking with some of the most uh, enlightening people around, including Mo. Mo So then why did you leave? (laughs) 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 I left... At the same time, I was uh, studying uh, data science. Was it the other one that used to leave every Wednesday or Thursday at 6 o'clock in there? You used to cut out. That's right. I had lectures in the evening. (laughs) (laughs) I had lectures in the evening, so um, we'd run the lab session, and then I'd cycle down to uh, university and do my lectures. And uh, now I'm doing a PhD in that subject. I mean, from listening to previous episodes of the show I've heard you talking about, um a lot of things like the music industry how it works people's experience growing up in this area Um, what's your
4: opinions on the music industry right now
5: it's really interesting I mean um I kind of had a bit of an outside view of it as the project manager at the lab here there was like really talented artists coming through all the time recording stuff and um we had that issue of like how do you go from that stage of being uh a great producer, a great rapper, a great performer to um, making the, making traction in the industry, and I think it is is really tough. Um, but I've seen some people do it successfully, um, and I think these organi- you know organizations like Art Against Knives doing interesting stuff in terms of helping connect people to uh, find a way of making a livelihood from music, that kind of thing.
4: So you said that you left Art Against Knives in twenty innit? isn't it?
5: yeah so then
4: but then 2019 and then what straight away we had the lockdown innit? it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how was the lockdown for you
5: I was um so I I, I started a new job just before wait, lockdown. wait wait
4: wait wait, so you
5: left us for another job <laughs> cool. remember that, innit? <laughs> we'll remember that take his war away <laughs> so I I lockdown was was really tough like you know, I was just working in my bedroom. I'd gone from this really social job of being in this space surrounded by, like, 30 people every week, having loads of conversations with people, loads of face-to-face interaction, to this new job where I was just kind of, like, sat in my room writing computer code. Um, and uh, that was quite a crazy change. Um, and it made me truly miss... Truly missed those, like, face-to-face interactions and the fun that we would have at the lab.
4: Got a question? But how
5: was it for you? What, lockdown? Well, I mean, what was it like running the space through that period? W- were you... What was it like being... Like, how old were you when that happened? 18. 18. I guess a lot yes, of you would have... Yeah, 18, yeah. Would have been trying to do, like, college and school through that period, and... No, nah, we used to love it. What do you mean college was off? <laughs> What was your opinion on like lockdown? Was that a good was that a good policy? It was needed, but then I don't know, it was needed, but then they done it
4: on for too long. What's your opinion on lockdown?
5: Yeah, I, d- I d- yeah, I don't know. I'm still I still think we're trying to assess the fec- effects of it. I mean, a lot of people are really talking about what is the effect on young people's mental health of taking them out of school.
0: Yeah, I think I think the <laughs> I think the effects of lockdown is bad because there are people that I can't handle in it mentally. And this one girl committed suicide, she jumped out of the window. And I was, yeah, I was walking and I saw her there with paramedics. Wow. and
4: Wait, did you see her jump? No, no,
0: no. Oh. Did you see her jump? No. Nah. I came out and she was just there.
5: I mean, was there kind of, do you feel that there was enough support for people going through this? It was a scary time and like with massive changes to how people were feeling and I think had a massive impact on mental health and like what kind of resources were out there? Do you feel like there was any attention paid to that, you know?
0: I don't know what resources were out there, but if they'd done like video calls or anything like that, I don't think that would work as well because some people just need that in-person interaction and it would help them more in the long run.
5: Yeah, I think that's really insightful.
4: What's your opinion about masks and vaccinations? Are you vaccinated? I am. I'm vaccinated,
5: yeah. I'm, a, I'm a believer that... Um, are you fully vaccinated? Yeah, yeah, fully vaccinated. I do trust... So my theory is there's, there's a lot of things... There's a lot of times when you should be sceptical about what the government and other institutions are saying. I think it's always good to think critically about the narratives that you're being told. But I do have some faith in general in like what I'd say is like the scientific process so like some things the government can quite easily hide, like things that they've done wrong, and they can hide that, and you can get, a, you know, you do. There are things where More there like are. How
4: they've got they apparently they had a Christmas party last year. Yeah, that's I a great that example. Funny. <laughs> do you find that funny? I don't.
0: Why? That's yes, not fun.
4: Do you know how yeah, we were locked down and these mum were up having Christmas parties? And so things. how's that funny? Um, I feel
2: like they should refund everyone that they. I swear to.
4: <laughs> they the fines and stuff, bro. Yeah, I, my myself,
2: I feel like they should refund everyone that they they gave fines to, because that's a vile. Like, that's actually a vile. They violate the like Yeah, bro.
5: Yeah, I think if if you're in, if you're a minister, if you're a government politician who's making the rules and telling people to do stuff, then you really have to be follow squeaky them, squeaky clean, and like really follow those There's rules. There's
2: even coke in there thing, in it. I don't even know why they would go away with it. Wasn't there a yeah, yeah, they found they found,
4: found some, yeah, yeah. they found traces of cocaine. They, nah, I'm the, sorry, they're a joke, bro. They found and traces of cocaine at the House of, of Parliament.
3: No, and they're trying to take away that people's passports when like if you get like bagged and everything, your passport gets taken no. Yes, it is. It's, not, it's not even
2: Oh my god, god, I'm so happy you said that. You know, yeah. Do you know, do you know, yeah? Now, now, now
4: Regardless, it, it's not
2: even about it's not even about getting bagged or nothing, no. yeah. <coughs> There's someone in the government, I forgot, I don't know what her name is, isn't it? But she made the movement, yeah, that she can, if you're not from the, um, the UK, yeah, not, not even like if you have a British passport or whatever, whatever even if like your mum's from an ethnic background or something like that, yo, you can just pack up your bags and you're back in your country. Doesn't matter if you've mm-hmm. been charged or you're a good person. If they tell you you have to get out now, so you have to get out.
4: Well. Isn't that the same government? Yeah, you can't appeal it as well. That's your same minister that um said, oh, if my if I was in charge where my parents were here, they wouldn't let them in. Yeah, that's that's true. what <laughs> Pre Patel said, didn't it?
3: Now, if they find drugs, it's not if you if they find drugs on you, not if you just get bad for anything. Just the drugs. If yeah, it's drug their way products,
4: of you cracking know. down drug thingy in it in the UK. But that's what I mean with the government. They focus on the wrong... Um, My passport, <laughs> did you say? They take... Bro, they take...
3: How find it?
4: What if you hide your passport? Nah, you can't hide yeah, that. Yeah, but then you can hide that and then they can cancel it. And then you yeah, they just, that just cancel it. Um, so either way,
2: you're... Lo- I mean, that's good for... It's, it's it's this is what happens
4: it? when you've got a government that cares about the wrong things. Mm-hmm.
2: Nah, yeah, I, feel like I don't even think that they care about the wrong things. It's yeah, just they the way they're doing it is just so dumb. It's so dumb, bro. Obviously, like you can't complain. Drugs aren't the wrong thing to, you know, put your head on, but the way they're doing it is
3: not correct at all, bro. But these also doing drugs, but then yeah. the people that that are um now you just made me like <laughs> people that awesome. are
2: in, people that are in government,
3: yeah, are, are doing the drugs, but then are taking people's passports. For the people that are selling it, but they're the ones buying
2: it. Yeah, but the government's bare yeah. funny, bro. They're actually just they're just they're actually like I watch them like entertainment. I swear to god, bro. They're actually funny. The oh, House god of
4: the the House the House of Parliament's where they start talking, it's the funniest
5: Yeah, it's interesting when there's all like modern narratives about immigration and who immigrants are. It's important to remember like the the, the royal family has German blood. We are also a nation of, like, immigrants going all the way back to, like, Vikings and whoever else came across this country. And I think uh, that historical perspective is uh, super useful to talk about when people are talking about modern immigration policies and sending people back. Um, Um, Why did you start Argan's Lives? So I'd, like, heard about the... The, this charity for a friend of mine, um, obviously this, the founding story of the charity was quite inspirational. Um, that you know the friend of someone who'd got severely injured uh, by a knife crime um, went on to set up this charity and there was it was like a mix of like people who had been to art school, which are you know often quite like middle class white spaces, but then doing things for people in communities. Uh, in London uh, that may have had socioeconomic deprivation or whatever um, and doing really interesting stuff in those spaces. So it was an, it was an inspirational story. I was a producer back then um, and I wanted to come along, visit the space and just instantly kind of felt the magic and the energy of what people were doing here, like surrounded by amazing MCs, inspirational youth workers, uh, people like Ricardo and Franco and Alex um, do you remember those? I they guess still they're, still, they're still, still here. I they, didn't, said, do you <laughs> they didn't pull off of, <laughs> here, They, they didn't. They didn't pull off for of Jude.
4: They stayed. Isn't they it? did. They did do what you. I do. didn't. I was
5: a bit nervous at first. I've got to admit, when I came here, I was like, "Whoa, this oh. is like another world." <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. I think bro, like he's
2: loyal to the soil.
5: The thing. Uh, the thing Jude that put like put his
4: heart and everything, sweat, no, and blood, sweat and tears, all of it at once. You think I'm joking? Ask you outside the um, one of the woods nearly fell down the here? stairs. What
5: was your question? Do you think you've done enough here? I I would love to come back and do more and find and find a way to do it. I mean, I think while I was here, I always felt like um, my, the thing that I contribute, the thing I always thought the thing that I was good at was like the technical stuff, like setting up setting up the production stuff, teaching people music production, teaching people DJing, um, and I always felt a bit insecure about how good I was at doing like what you might say is like youth work or like you know that, that other part of the job one. but like um yeah I think I always felt I wasn't very good at that but I had really good support and I came away thinking that actually those conversations I had with people were actually like the more important part of the job that I was doing um more important than the technical stuff
4: Okay, so if you had the chance to
2: come back, now you can't really ask him that because he's doing a PhD in it. So like, that's that, that,
4: that's after your, your PhD, now you can't do it What's Like you signed your life box. So poorly.
2: what do you, what do you, what do you think? Like what would you do different if you came? Like let's say you just started, but you know what you know now. Is there anything you do different? What would I do
5: in this organization? In now the- like
2: at the organization, would you okay. still do the same thing? Or?
5: I think um, like some of the things that I've really. Seen as like very positive um have been like the connections with different industries, so like collaborating with apple um It's really interesting how that's like unlocked doors for people like doing the podcast, and I think presenting people with those kind of opportunities has been really cool um like I think the amazing thing about the charities people come here with uh like very different backgrounds like um you know. I I came as, like, a bit of a computer programmer and a producer. Other people are, like, amazing creatives. Some people have a background in psychology and mental health. Um, And blending that all together, so you've not got people who've just got a background in youth work, but actually really, like, unique life experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that was so interesting. Like, you know the people here that you'd speak to, you'd just get a completely different perspective. And I I think that's true about the young people as well, not just the staff. Like, I got introduced to so many new genres of music, so many new, like, things in the culture, television, ways of thinking, different life experiences that, like, it definitely changed my perspective, yeah.
0: Can I ask, I don't know if it's been asked here, but before you left, do you think you reached every goal you wanted to reach here and that's why you went on to do other stuff. I think... Or were there other, like, I some stuff you didn't get to do?
5: I was really sad to, like, leave here because, like, you develop, like, real relationships with the people you're working with um, and it's amazing to see people... I, I think the age, age... From, you know, the ages of people that were here were, like, age 12 to early 20s, right? And that's a really formative part... Time in your life when you're deciding what you want to do and like really growing as a person, and so like spending getting to know people over two years meant you'd like see people grow up, like take on new hobbies and passions, get really good at things. I saw people who'd like never done music production before become amazing producers that were like so much better than me. In and you just wanted, I really wanted to know how their journey progressed, and I miss those people who I got to see go on that journey. Um, so no I, I When I did leave I did feel Really Sad about it um, you know I,
4: Yeah You know Jude was the only person That ever let me use Auto-tune here <laughs> Jude was the only person That let me use Auto-tune here <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Yeah Um I had um, What's your What's your opinion On like Young people And how Um Mental health And like How um mental health is seen in young people and how certain people don't take it as like how the system doesn't take it as serious as they should have taken it.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a su- super interesting topic. And like, I think, I think there is kind of a movement. I think there is kind of a movement in relation to mental health that it, it's getting more attention at the moment. Um, and maybe like in the past, I think we treated mental health as something that you look at as, like, an illness or a disease, but mental health is like physical health. It's something that everyone needs to work on. Um, And I I think we've got a long way to go in actually taking mental health seriously. Um, And you see examples of that all the time. I think too often... Oh, good to see you. I think too often young people are getting, uh, like, punished, penalised and excluded for things that stem from mental health issues. And you see Jude that a lot.
4: The school, I used to get vexed when I used to get kicked out. <laughs> I used to come here to Jude straight away.
5: I think, uh, you know, I was just listening to you guys talking on the podcast about uh, the pupil referral units and the effect of that, what that stigmatization of getting sent to a place like that. And I just found that conversation so interesting. You know, I'd never even heard. Of it. I don't think most people have heard of a pupil referral unit. I hadn't heard of it before I came to Out Against Knives. Um, but hearing you guys talk about that so interesting i think i think it's just so good that um at the age you're at you're kind of reflecting on these things as a system and how that system could be made better i think that was uh listening to that podcast was so fascinating and uh hearing you hearing some really interesting ideas about how to reform that system Osaru. good to see you it's been ages yeah 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 I've, uh, I've been what? listening to you uh, presenting this podcast, actually, a little right. bit. You've got a good good radio voice, I've got to say. Oh, thank you, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> see, did you hear that? That's so calming. God, say something else.
1: Uh, hello. Actually, no, like, you're <laughs> not treating him like David this, Attenborough. This guy, yes. Yes. I know this is bare off topic. I just want to remember one conversation I had with you. I'll never, ever forget it. I'm not sure if you remember it we were upstairs, I must have been in like year nine, and I was telling you when I'm older, I wanted to create my own business, like Rock Nation, yeah. and the way I wanted to do it yeah, I wanted it to be like, purely people from ethnic and, or Caribbean minorities, so, a, a young like, African kid could look up to it and see like we built this ourselves. and you showed me, it's not bad to take help from external people and like the way to do it, like it could benefit in so many ways and build more relations, and just ex- expanded my way of thinking and like how, how like, how I was, how my mindset of thinking, like, not everyone's the enemy, not every like, certain people can help. And that's a conversation that I'm never, ever going rem- to forget. You remember it? I
5: remember it really well, yeah. I remember Shakira yeah. was there, Ricardo was there. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I really do remember that conversation because it was just, like, I remember seeing you had this uh, really good motivation within you. You would, like, identify this thing that was going wrong of, like, you know, uh, like structural racism that exists like in the system and um a lack of opportunities for like certain parts of the community and you'd come up with a way of addressing that problem and you were like i'm going to go out and make a positive change but then the change that you were you kind of went on through talking with us ricardo shakira it was like um you'd you'd been motivated by that injustice that
1: you'd seen even by my own experience i wasn't like the way I was going to buy it wasn't the best way to go about it. That's what I think. Like, back in year nine, that was when I first read Malcolm X's um, autobiography. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I think I was really heavily influenced by, like, Elijah Muhammad, Louis Fakan, and the Nation of Islam as a collective. And because I was young, like, I felt like I was very easily influenced. And mm-hmm. the conversation you had with me made me start reading into that, just, like, expanding my widened thoughts, read more autobiographies, and just see, like, how greatness can be munching all my food, bro. <laughs> How greatness can be achieved through, like, all walks of life. That's the conversation i said That's I'm amazing.
5: And um, whatever, you mentioned those autobiographies. I mean, that's so, so cool that you were, like, reading those in, like, year nine. Yeah. Uh, what, other, what other autobiographies or books have had a big influence on you? Eh?
1: Nelson Mandela's, actually. Okay. I, I read that one when I was really young. Because <clears throat> my mum and my grandma my mum's side knew him. So they were always getting on to me, like, read, read and learn about his life. So that's another thing that I was really influenced by. But uh, the only thing I really got from that is patience. Like, mm. however long, as long as you've got a vision and a goal, however long it takes, it's going to be accomplished If like, you're clean heart and you put your all into it.
5: Yeah. That is a proper, it's an inspirational story, like the struggle of Nelson Mandela and the journey that he went on. Um, I think, uh, I wish I'd, like, realised a lot earlier the value of, like, reading about things like that. You know, I think a lot of, People like yourself come to art against knives. You've already developed this real keen sense of like self-development and what it means to like uh, work on yourself and de- develop your own ideas by reading books, by talking to other people, um, and that's something I really wish uh, someone had had uh, told me about when I was younger. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like art against knives. Yeah.
1: I think it's, it's important to have your own foundation of like thinking, isn't it? Because when I was young and still now, I have my own idea of how the world should be, or like my own foundational thinking. Before like I went against knives, they gave me another way to look at things. And some people they're ignorant, they won't take it on board. But with me, I really took it on board because I'm uh, things. I the way I'm thinking, I'm not doing it to benefit me. I want to benefit the, the widest range of people. It can benefit. But at the end of the day, constructive criticism is really good, yeah. I and mean, that's all that I got. I really got from like, the conversation we had my own way of thinking, reflecting back on the books I read, like, okay, this didn't work out because, maybe work out with, with me because I do this, you know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah. That's really good. I mean, yeah, reflecting on uh, your own journey and, like, what worked and what didn't, I think that's something that usually takes people a long way into their life to develop that skill. Um, and I think this environment um, really taught me a lot of that. I mean, people like Ricardo really influenced the way I, you know, do this kind of, process of self-reflection um and uh being surrounded by people who think like that has had a had a big influence on me I mean uh so you mentioned you've got this motivation of like making the world better um where do you think you got that from like
1: uh, I think uh, I've seen a lot of different walks of life I'm not sure if you were still here when I was in year 10 I went to Nigeria to go to school for like a year and like sometimes I just think it's crazy how like, we're all on the same earth. But, like, my my day-to-day life is I wake up, go college, come home, and just do my own thing. And, and where I was going to school, their daily motivation was to, like, get up at, like, four, have a walk to beat traffic, hours of school, come back, eat, sleep, do that. Like, the whole process of thinking was different. So I'm thinking, like, as big-headed as I am, there's so many other different people in the world that have their own sense of, like, reality. And I'm thinking, raw, like, we can we can exchange values, Because I've seen both, I'm thinking, like, there's certain things I want to take back to my friends in Nigeria, and certain things I want my my Nigerian friends to bring to my friends here, and because I have the mixture of both and both, it motivates me to like, like, bring something that I feel like we can all educate ourselves on, like each other's values, the the ethical work, like in Nigeria, like there was I was 16, so here in your year 11, you're 16. Some of my boys were like 24 in year 11 because they never like, took school seriously. And just the shame and embarrassment of being like a fully grown man with a beard and like there's 15 year olds in your class like, makes you want to go hard. And at the end goal, everyone wants to come to university here. And because I came from here, I lacked motivation. So I thought, like, I'm not going to do anything. But like the way they press me, are, oh, you don't know how lucky you are to have come from the UK. Like to them, a red passport was like a diamond. Like, they, this ability to leave the country and start a new life. And when I came back here, it made me realise so many opportunities are here. It just made me, like, made more selfless, in my opinion. Mm.
5: That's amazing. How long were you in Nigeria for? i was there for, like, a year. Yeah, That's so... I mean, that's quite a rare perspective that you've got. I think um, it's, like, spending that time in Nigeria, seeing a different culture, different set of values, coming back over here with that reformed perspective so unique and so like valuable I think and it it's had a massive impact on the way you perceive opportunities I suppose yeah and I feel like
1: I want like opportunities that like that can be found anywhere it's just that like in day-to-day life we're so wrapped up in our own sense of being and reality like we like we don't take the time to appreciate it because like, me like I'm comfortable, I'm in in my comfort zone. I never go out of it. When I was in Nigeria, I was out of it. So I feel like even in in London or England, if I go out of my comfort zone, I'll meet someone with an entirely different sense of reality to Mm. me.
5: What kind of things for you are going out of your comfort zone? Like, are there ways you can do that on a day-to-day basis?
1: There are ways, but like, that's the thing. I like being in my comfort zone. I like being in the area where I know uh, know this person, I know that person. I can get A to B with no type of issue. Mm. Like... I, I, do what, I do what I'm good at, but whereas, like, let's say my teacher asked me to do something, I'm happy with doing the bare minimum, and I know they'll keep me on because they like the type of work that I do, how it's a different perspective, but always know, oh, I could do better, I can meet new types of people, I can use my social media in a different type of way, push a different agenda, and I don't want to, go and say, I was like, I maybe can't be bothered because I'm happy with the minimal effort I could be putting in.
5: Sure. So what's, uh, what's next on the agenda for Asari? Because, like, I remember last time I saw you would have been a couple of years ago. You're kind of going on this journey. You had a lot of different ideas about starting
1: businesses. Um, Business-wise, I feel like I, I just want to get through college and like, learn how to make movies. That's, like, not that's something I enjoy doing. But I feel like it's a skill that could be useful in the grand scheme of things. And whereas in the Nelson Mandela book, I read about patience. There's stuff I do now, which I'm like, what's the point? But I look in the long run. Yeah, it's going to help me so learning how to like like be my own direct i think will be very very useful in the long term
5: yeah that's interesting you say about patience i remember i remember what it felt like being a teenager and like anything that was like took a moderate amount of effort and like solid concentration seemed so hard and like i just feel like the te- when you've got a, the, your, the you're like teenage brain it's like really hard to control it in a, like in a way like um and the older I the older I got, the more I found I could like apply focused concentration on a task, um, and that makes a massive difference to what you can achieve. Because like the things that are worth achieving, the things that are hard, often do take that like focused concentration, like deep work. Um, and uh, y- it's kind of a skill that you have to practice. It's like something you have to exercise, like a muscle, I suppose.
1: I feel like everyone was going to go through it eventually. Like, but like if you don't go through learning the importance of patience and concentration, you're missing out. Like, because after my first week in Nigeria, I was making little marks on paper how many days it'd be till I came back. So I learned like wow. time is irrelevant. I've just got to like, do what I do with the given set of time. I can have a waste a whole year of my life. I don't seem like a lot, but like when I'm old, I'm going to really like, waste it a whole year. Or mm. I could take what I need from this year. So I thought I learned the patience of cool. So like, m- after I spent a year there, putting like 40 minutes into doing something in my house it was like nothing to me.
5: Yeah.
4: Don't look at me, I've got no more questions. You're the host,
5: man. Yeah, <laughs> You've
4: got no, to keep the, the train host. rolling. Where's D-Friend?
5: He, like, he broke his oh. phone, G. He broke his phone, What do you think of the vaccine? Of what? The vaccine.
4: Oh no no no! Fuck! Off. I, I'll be real. I've
5: already got the vaccine. I'll be real. I've yeah
1: nice. yeah
4: yeah.
1: I had no choice. Yeah. You'd have done the
6: vaccine. Yeah. I had no choice, bro. <laughs> I can't lie. I'll be real. Yeah. The people that. Read too much media. <laughs> no man, are you are you dumb? Are you mad? Hey! Pe- oh, no, no, no 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 no! Allow that! Allow that! Allow that! I have my reasons. I have my reasons in it. I have my reasons in it. I have my reasons in it. I, I have a friend that's taken all three vaccine vaccinations and then two weeks off. Yeah.
3: Same <laughs> and then, and then after he took
6: after he took all three, like two weeks after, he was really ill. So man can't even hack that. It's
3: a reaction.
6: Yeah, yeah well, yeah. like you know when you get the vaccine, you get not you are not going to get. Everybody,
3: like, everybody reacts everybody differently. Reacts reaction. I listen. I ain't taking we're no we're
6: damn bullshit and putting no. When f- when, f- when you're in, in secondary
3: school and you get a vaccination. We, everyone has a reaction. You get ill when you don't go to school the next day. It's a reaction from a vaccine. You're just reading too much social media, nah, and it's really it's annoying. Reading social media. The like, thing is, yeah, really I don't, is. don't even read because social media you, about this whole COVID thing. Where did it come from? Then, where did you hear that did the vaccine is going to make you? What? Because your friend before that, you wasn't going to get it though, was you? No. Yes, but why was that? Because I didn't want it. <laughs> no, I've never read not about, about this. Not you know, it's about staying safe. Clearly, you do value your life
6: enough. Every single test I've taken, I've got all. negative. I feel like my bloodline is a fucking vaccination for this bullshit. You think I'm going to take some nah, dumb vaccine? No, but also it's about
1: who you live with that are high risk. Like I was <laughs> never, ever going to take it. But my dad lives in Nigeria. My mum's recovering from cancer. My grandma's past 67. Yeah, and my sister's yeah, anaphylactic. So me going out is like putting my whole family at risk. And I wasn't going to get it. But I'm thinking, oh, damn, let me just get it so I can like protect my exactly. family. That's, that's true though. But
6: for me, yeah. I live in a semi independent center,
1: So exactly. everyone's always out and yeah. the yeah, my grandma's quiet, My mom's quiet. My sister can't get it due to her health conditions. I'm like d- to even visit my dad. I just had to get, it. and I don't want my dad to like not like see me because of the sacrifice he's putting mm. in. So I feel like with the vaccine, God put other people first. Sometimes I know it's a mad thing, but like, like I got the vaccine. I can't lie, I was fine it. I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're now at a point
3: where I'm still, I'm still here. So at a point where like? I
6: had time. How many of you had?
1: I only got one. Like I'm not scared for the one. I'm that's what man's like,
6: trying to say, isn't it? Like it's a mad thing. Like I'll probably get one year, but I wouldn't get at all the three. First that's first a first first.
3: madness. So you had
5: two. I think at this point, you know, like h- hundreds of millions of people have had it.
3: Do you see the people. You see the people that are vaccinated. We have so much more freedom than everyone else. So that is your lot's own problem. You get locked down and you stay there. You stay in the yard for the rest of your life.
5: I I think I've I've. I do think you've got a way at the risk but about, you know, hundreds of millions of people have had the vaccine now and it's looking a lot, it's, it looks really, really safe and it's a lot safer than coronavirus. And I do believe, like, I do trust scientists. You've got, like, millions of scientists all over the world who are all looking at this vaccine, all studying this virus and the massive majority, the massive consensus is saying that the vaccine works and the vaccine's safe. And I think you can't, if there was like some secret danger, it's very hard to hide that from millions of independent scientists who are all looking at it at the same time. And my own experience of just knowing a lot of people who got vaccinated and a lot of people who got COVID when they weren't vaccinated makes me trust the intuition, you know.
1: If you don't mind me asking, are you vaccinated? I am. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Double vaxxed. Double whatever. vaxxed, yeah. No booster yeah. In. you got a booster, yeah
5: No, I can't get it at the moment I think I'm not old enough I tried to book it the other day To, to,
3: to do what? Oh, really?
5: <laughs> uh, I need to For so what, the booster?
4: That. The booster, yeah Oh I need to go get my flu vaccine Yeah I need to go get my oh. flu vaccine Yeah, No, I need to go get I always get it. I get it every October But I don't know i bugged out this year I think I was scared Yeah, I've had had the flu vaccine for, yeah, 19 years, three, haven't cheated on it.
5: (laughs) I did want to ask you a lot about something, like, so there's a lot of talk recently about this thing called the Great Resignation, like, basically, since lockdown, loads of people have been resigning from jobs, and a lot of companies are finding it hard to hire people, and no one really knows what the reason of it is, like... <laughs> but what what do you think? Do you think have you noticed that? Have you noticed people like leaving jobs or not applying for jobs? Yeah, like we
4: realised yeah. that in twenty nineteen. What when, <laughs> when you left the job?
5: <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to say. I, yeah, <laughs> I was ahead of the curve. I'm always uh, doing these things before before it's. Cool. I thought
3: it was more like more people are applying because of because we're not in lockdown anymore, and lots mm. of people have lost their jobs. That lots of people are
5: applying you
4: see
3: all the news? so they can get a job.
4: Right. The ha- CEO fired his... Um, oh, yeah, I like think 900 it's... 900 yeah, people. Yeah. He he invited 900 people... He, he invited 900 people into a
5: Zoom
4: call and said, you're fired. No, he what? He said, yeah, you he
3: said, are fired. He said, you not are the
4: bad group. Ha- what? 900 people in a Zoom call. Imagine that.
5: This must have been in America, right? Yeah, yeah,
4: in America, obviously. Yeah,
5: that does sound... F-
4: About <laughs> <laughs> to, to stick it on the Americans. Imagine that. You joined a Zoom call, expected a meeting, Yeah. You're fired. What does he think I,
5: it is? The, an episode of The Apprentice or something? You
4: see, with um, the vaccine, I swear yeah. it's like they put a tiny bit of thingy in you and then your yeah. antibodies are meant to fight it off. So then yeah. when, you, when you do get it, it's yeah, You, bad. you yeah. might have heard
5: about the spike protein, which is on the surface of the virus and has a specific shape to it. The vaccine basically works by putting a few of these spike proteins in your body. So now you can build antibodies that match the shape of that spike protein and destroy the, uh, the virus when it arrives. So Omicron, I think, has 27 gene mutations that cause the spike protein to have a slightly different shape. And that means those antibodies that were trained by the vaccine are not, are not work. as effective. So that may be why we'll have to have develop that. new vaccines, as we do with the flu. Like The flu jab changes every year because new variants of the flu are coming out.
4: Or do you think? Do you think how the do you think how the media listen? He's not smoking a pleb, so. Um, do you think? Do you think how the media portrays COVID? Do you think? Do you think it's actually as serious as they say it is, or? Do you th-
5: it's a it's a I tough one. I think you do have to treat a contagious disease as very serious because of like exponential growth, like because of the fact that okay, if it's just. The thing about exponential growth is you can very quickly get to a situation where so many people have COVID that the hospitalisation rate is overwhelming the hospitals. And, and uh, when, when it starts to look really serious, it's probably too late to take intervention at that time. So, so it's tricky because you have to keep it at a level where it seems like nothing terrible is happening. If you wait until it looks really serious, you've probably left it too late to then stop it. But So do you think the government left it too late? In the first pan- in the first wave, I think we could have prevented a lot of deaths if we'd locked down earlier. I think that is true. We could have done an when earlier we lockdown, we maybe lockdown even required March, less. Yeah. We went maybe locked
4: down twenty third of March. But I say it was the March. topic of the conversation since that like January
5: or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe we could have had fewer lockdowns if we'd done it earlier. That's one possibility, so. How many lockdowns have we had? Three. Oh, I can't even count anymore. I I think it was three, three, yeah. How was it doing your (laughs) Uh A-levels? Oh, you got predicted grades then. Right, right, right.
3: Yeah, that's the only thing. I wish that well, happened so to So you me. were glad
5: you didn't have to sit exams. Yeah. I wish I. Because yeah. <laughs> I know
3: if I didn't, I probably would have failed. Why are every exams? Single so, exam. Yeah. I wish I got my I probably would have failed grades. literally every single exam. No, no, I would I okay. got my A grades for my GCSEs. Okay, not every single exam, but like I would have failed.
5: Do you think they should yeah. replace exams forever? Nah. Get rid of them. Yeah. Or not? Yes. That's not fair then.
4: No. Yes. So I, why the fuck did I need to stress? Because well, that's GCC. you oh. What So uh, you had to suffer old, you know? but I, remember, I remember the day I got my GCSE results I came crying to Jude fam I was like what the fuck is this a mere, a mere tr- You're a bit shook up I remember. Beer trips, bro I was scared to go home I You're a bit terrible. shook up that day So Jude watched me go from year 9 to year yeah. It's the first year of college
5: Yeah, I watched you grow into a man
4: I remember at one point I went I said, I don't want to rap anymore. And the dude sat me down and said, Make sure you start rapping again.
5: Let's bring me
0: into this as well. Do you know how many times I've sat there till 11 p.m. at High Barnet trying to convince you on some dusty benches, bro? <laughs> he, yeah, no, bro. At the church benches, bro, he's sat there. Rain is pissing on, man. And he's played seven songs. And he's like, I don't know if I should post it. Fucking post them, man. <laughs>
5: I do remember you had one of the. A very unique flow that was. Is still oh, amazing to listen to.
4: Oh shit, I've got more tunes now.
5: Uh, I'm gonna have to get Ricardo to send me him so I can give it a listen.
2: Thank you guys for tuning in to One Might Real Tour. You can catch
0: us on Instagram at One Might Real Tour and we're out. Bye. i